Hello and welcome to Wire to Wire with Nolan RECC. I'm Communications Manager Sarah Fellows, and on this episode, we're going to be talking about winter heating. Our episode today features two new guests to our podcast, Nolan's Manager of Engineering, Devin Woosley, and Meter and Power Use Controller, Jason Mattingly. We wanted to cover this topic now because we know our members are dealing with trying to keep their homes comfortable in extremely low temperatures. Our hope is to help our members make educated decisions about how they heat their home, as well as offer a few tips to keep heating costs as low as possible when systems are working overtime to keep our homes comfortable. First, we're going to start with a safety moment focused on home safety. In the event of below freezing temperatures, be sure to follow basic steps to keep your pipes from freezing, like opening cabinet doors or keeping a small stream of water running at all times. Okay, now we're going to go ahead and jump right into our questions for Jason and Devin. What's the difference between a heat pump, electric furnace, geothermal, and other common types of heat in a home? So there are several common forms of electric heating. Electric furnaces, baseboard heaters, ceiling cable heat, and small space heaters are all similar in the way that they operate. There are resistive electric heating solutions. Those are all, say, less efficient than an air source heat pump, which is less efficient than a geothermal system. An air source heat pump actually extracts you know, heat from the outside air, whereas a geothermal system extracts heat from the ground and the earth itself. The differences between a heat pump, geothermal, and electric resistance heat are their efficiency types. The heat pump is basically an air conditioner in reverse. There are uh, two different types of heat pumps. There are air source heat pumps and there are geothermal heat pumps. The least efficient form of electric heating is a straight resistive electric furnace. That electric furnace can cost you as much as a dollar to two dollars and fifty cents an hour to, to operate to run. If you have a 10 kW electric furnace, that electric furnace is going to cost you a dollar an hour to operate and there's 720 hours in a month. With a air source heat pump, you're going to have an efficiency rating of two to two and a half, maybe even three times as efficient as what that electric furnace is going to be. That air source heat pump is using the outside ambient air as its heat source to capture heat and bring it into your home. The advantage of geothermal heating and cooling is it is a ground source heat pump instead of an air source heat pump. And it is going to use the 55 degree ground temperature to heat your home instead of the cold outdoor air that we're having right now. Um, so you can see the, uh, the thermal advantage that geothermal is going to have during weather like we're having the past few weeks. Can you explain the difference between emergency and auxiliary heat and how they use energy versus normal heat pump mode? Emergency and auxiliary heat apply specifically to heat pumps. A quick way to tell if you have a heat pump as compared to an electric furnace is to check your thermostat. If you have a heat pump, you'll have an emergency heat setting located on your thermostat. So specifically, the difference in emergency and auxiliary heat, both utilize the same resistive heat strips. The difference is, you know, in regular heat mode, your heat pump will determine when it needs to engage the supplemental heat strips to heat your home. So this could occur, say, if you raise the thermostat by more than a couple degrees at a time, or in cases where the outside, you know, air temperature is extremely low. In emergency heat mode, your heat pump will function like an electric furnace in the sense that the outdoor unit will not run and the heat strips will run exclusively to heat your home. So in terms of energy efficiency, your heat pump is more efficient in regular heating mode, less efficient when you engage the emergency heat. 
So we suggest using emergency heat, say in cases where the outdoor unit is iced over, in cases where there's an issue with the outdoor unit where it's not running at all, that's when you should engage the emergency heat setting. How do different sources of heat impact home energy usage and therefore cost to our members? The different sources of heat that you have in your home are going to impact your utility bill, whether it's electric uh, space heaters that you use, whether it's an air source heat pump, or it's geothermal. The electric space heater, if it's a 1500 watt electric space heater, if you were to run that space heater continuously for 30 days and never shut it off, that on average that space heater is going to cost or consume around $100 a month worth of energy on your utility bill. The electric furnace can also be quite expensive. Um, if you have a 25 kW electric furnace or a 10 kW electric furnace, if you do the math and divide that out with a 10 kW electric furnace, you're looking at a dollar an hour to operate. With a 25 kW electric furnace, you're looking at $2.50 an hour to operate. So with an electric furnace, you can see how expensive they can be to operate and an air source heat pump or a geothermal heat pump is a much better option for trying to heat your home, especially in the extreme cold weather that we've had in the past few weeks. How can someone troubleshoot their heating unit for issues that should be addressed by an HVAC professional? So in terms of troubleshooting, there are some things that we recommend that members check. Uh, one is, you know, your ductwork. If you walk throughout your home and you notice that, you know, some areas are much cooler than others, if you notice that, you know, some vents much cool, have much cooler air, say, than, than other vents in other rooms, uh, that can be an indication of, say, duct leakage. Another thing that's quite common with heat pumps, when your heat pump is in regular heat mode and the heat is on, you should notice that that outdoor unit is running. If it's not, that's an indication of a you know, significant uh, HVAC concern, may need to contact an HVAC contractor. What that will cause is your unit will run almost exclusively in auxiliary heat mode, which will cause higher than normal electric usage and higher than normal electric bills. Uh, beyond that, we of course recommend you know, having your unit serviced annually by an HVAC contractor and changing your filter on a regular basis. What are some basic things that someone can do to reduce the amount of energy they use in heating their home? So in terms of reduction in energy, the, the two largest users of energy in a residential application, um, if you have electric heating, that's going to be the number one user of electricity. Number two would be your water heater. Uh, we do recommend that members check out our Smart Hub app that's available on our website or in the uh, app store for your smartphone. In that, you can see your usage on a daily and hourly basis. You can even set up usage alerts, and we have a video on our website for how to do that. Um, basically, that allows our members to monitor and manage their electricity consumption. Uh, beyond that, we recommend, you know, throughout the home, just weather stripping, air sealing, uh, typically attic insulation, uh, especially in older homes that may need to be, may need to be revisited. Uh, insulation may need to be added. Um, we recommend in some cases, you know, if you have an electric furnace, it may be a good idea in terms of energy efficiency to think about upgrading to say a heat pump or a geothermal system uh, that will further reduce your heating cost. Another basic thing that someone can do to reduce their energy cost of their home is monitor their thermostat settings in the home. For every degree that you turn down your thermostat, you save two to three percent off of your heating costs. Not your total bill, but just your heating costs. If you're keeping your home at 68 to 70 degrees, and it's zero outside like we've had tonight, you're looking at a 60 to 70 degree temperature differential that you're trying to overcome. So every degree that you can turn your thermostat down 
will help you save two to three percent off of your heating costs. For tips and more information, go to our website at nolanrecc.com and you can also check out our social media pages. Thanks to Devin and Jason for their time today and thank you for joining us for Wire to Wire with Nolan RECC.